Welcome to Shardcast, the Brandis Anderson podcast. We're a bunch of mega fans giving you the news discussion and, of course, a whole lot of opinions about Brandon's work in the Cosmere. I'm Eric, and joining me is Evgeny. Uh, I've never gone second. This is weird to me. Uh, they call me Argent. Also joining me is Joshua. Hey, everybody. I'm Joshua. And, and I've got this nice Bridge 4 t-shirt. You do. You do. Yeah. Bridge 4. And lastly is Grace. Hello, and I'm Gator Girl. Ooh, you're very foreign today. <sighs> what a proper young lady. All right, guys. So you know what we're going to do today? It's time for our History of Roshar Part 2 Electric Boogaloo post Aretium action. We got through the last desolation last time. Uh, and now it's time for 4,500 more years of history. Will we get it into one episode before Joshua's uh, children wake up and make lots of noise? We'll find out. We will. But also probably make very cute faces. So That's, that's right. Yes. Give us all your likes. Speak your poison. So... We are talking about the era of solitude. The heralds are gone, except they're actually not because all of them, except Tal, they're actually just chilling the entire time. Uh, doing something. Doing uh, stuff. Fun fact, era yes. of solitude is what I call my love life. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hey, worry. Evgeny, the heralds are all around you. They're just not <laughs> interacting with you right now. They'll, they'll come just, here plen soon. Plenty of heralds in the system. Yeah, yeah, they're they're around. They're they're going more crazy. So you know you have that to look forward to. Better than the shadow days. <laughs> the shadow days. <laughs> this metaphor is definitely as as long falling. as they don't reach the point where honor dies. I think we're fine. <laughs> well the heralds aren't going to be back at that point um so we have basically 2500 years of history between the last desolation and the recreants about because the recreants yep. was about 2000 years ago yep uh and we have no idea what happened there no really. we nope. know that the radiance raised taxes on the oath gates <laughs> <laughs> those jerks well yeah so um, Figures you'd bring that up, accounting major. <laughs> the uh, the last desolation certainly left everybody in a really bad place. So the world, yeah. I mean, we're talking like they? Stone Age, like Bronze Age, right? I don't think they were Bronze Age. I think it was it was barely like Stone Age type of stuff. So yes, they, but they have the radiance though. So they have yeah. Urthru, and so like it's, it's yeah, it's a weird so balance. It's hard to really they, know. They how probably to would have restored what was lost or yeah. at least a lot of what was lost but then then the radiance are not i don't know how how much of a preservative force they were uh, obviously they helped but they're not like the heralds with their you know thousands of years of knowledge of science and industry and history and all of these things there's this idea that they have knowledge stored at Erythiru to some degree, right? Like they've got probably libraries there. Yep. And like, so there's knowledge that's like cataloged, but that's certainly true that they're not immortal. And so they don't, they were born just, you know, as long as ago as, as everybody else who's alive. So um, it's a little bit like post-apocalyptic stories um, <laughs> it, outside of, outside of, you know, uh, Roshar, where you still have access to things like libraries and maybe maybe like 
parts of the internet. And so, like, let's say you've you've been one of those people who have smartly downloaded Wikipedia on a thumb drive, because uh, that is something you can do, by the way. And then something like society ends, and you've got a computer, you've got all of Wikipedia on that thumb drive. How do you restore things? Yeah. 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 But there is, um, I was thinking of like, um, there's some knowledge that's been passed down. I'm thinking of um, Lirin talking about like what they know, like some of their medical knowledge supposedly is traced back to the Heralds and the Radiants, I guess. So, uh, yep. you know what I'm talking about? So, yeah. That yeah, could just oil, be oil death, bandages. But, um, so, there's kind of little tidbits like that, maybe that kind of slipped. Yeah. Uh, it's through. not necessarily obvious uh what what they all remember what's actually from the heralds or actually from the radiance it's all probably intertwined and really hard to actually uh determine honestly yeah but this is where i mean it, it's not obvious when the silver kingdoms era was but like i mean the Silver Kingdoms would have existed in, until the Recreants, right? Yeah. Well, except for I, we talked about uh, Stormseat. Yep. Like you had the Shattering, so the, shattering, the Shattered Plains, so. Yep. Yeah, not the Shattering of Adenalcyon. Shattered <laughs> In the beginning of time. Wait, wait. That was a different episode. Um, the Other Shattering. The, the Other, other shattering. Beginning of Time. Yes. I don't know. I don't think we really have a lot more to say. Oh, we also know that Honor is not dead at this stage. That's important. That is true. Because yeah. Honor was ranting and raving to the Radiance, which means there were still Radiance. Um, and so we get to the exciting time of the False Desolation. This is my favorite time because this is where uh, my lover, Ba Edomishram, is, is here getting lots of action. And she's uh, giving forms of power to all the singers except the listeners and how does that work i don't know but and then the uh radiants decide to imprison ba edamishram with the help of milishi a bondsmith the only bondsmith of that time and uh that causes all the singers to be lobotomized rip rip yep. that's less great yeah. Meanwhile, Honor is ranting and raving. They're saying that, uh, oh, the humans are going to destroy this world with uh, surges, and that uh, they're actually the original Voidbringers. And so the Radiants are like, nah, we're, we're good. We're done. Yeah. Was was Honor talking about how how the humans were... The original invaders. Uh, or the Honor ranted about how the surges destroyed the original homeworlds and that they were dangerous and going to destroy it again. I. Yeah, that's yeah. what I remember. Yeah, presumably uh, they found out that they were the original ones and Honor usually like quelled their concerns, but uh, this last time he really didn't. Uh, oh, because yeah. presumably Honor is dying, and so that's why he's going insane. Yeah. So the last twenty five hundred years did not treat him very well for some reason. Uh well, I mean, we don't actually know the state that uh, things are in in the last desolation in particular, right? Like we don't. Uh, well, I mean, but he was good enough. He was well off enough not to like tell them you're all awful people, right? Like he was still encouraging them at that point, presumably. Yeah, they're. 
hard. To, it's very hard to say what honor was really like in those times. Yeah. Honestly, when the radiance mm-hmm. existed, I don't know. I I don't think it's easy to uh, say necessarily. One now, thing about yeah. honor's death um, that I found interesting is that in some ways it is similar to preservation's death where it looks like maybe in the final stages of the splintering of a shard, they go super hardcore on their, well, mandate or intent or shardic purpose. Intent's Um, fine, yeah. Because Fuzz was... He he was having just an extremely hard time uh, uh, doing anything that was not preserving. To the point where he couldn't bring himself to hurt Ellen, even if 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 the vessel himself understood that it would serve a greater purpose, it would keep Vin from releasing the power. And so I wonder if splintering a shard, the fact that the vessel is dying kind of makes the shard take over in those last stages. I mean, this could just be a function of the amount of time since the shattering as well. Also could be, yeah. It makes sense that if their if they're kind of strength of will of the vessel is, is kind of yeah, I guess that's true. diminishing, that he doesn't have as much willpower to over. make his shard doing what he wants. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, make, it fits. I suppose um, that's possible I, don't, I wonder if the the oath pact we know that the oath pact was not broken the way that they feared it might be um but i wonder if the weakening of the oath pact uh wounded honor in some way yeah i think we've talked about that a little bit yeah we sure probably it. have yeah. and we were unsure i mean yeah. like many things with honor's death we're unsure yeah. but um I want to talk about Feverstone Keep because we'll, let's let's dig into honor a little later. Yeah. Uh, but Feverstone Keep is very interesting. We don't know where it is. Somewhere um, near Rally Lauren. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, somewhere like top left. Yeah. Yeah, top left. The enemy there was something interesting that the enemy was pushing towards, so something that Ba Edomishram wanted, I guess. Presumably. Presumably was her. Or, or, yeah. or at least the singers that she's connected to. And the place is gone. We, it's, it's not clear. The Radiants don't know why they are going there, even. Because we have that epigraph in the gem archive that's uh, it's like, man, we would really wish to know why they're pushing towards there. And so that's... And they, and they speculated it's because they want to get to... To the city of shadows. Yeah. Or but, uh, and we do have that. Uh, we we get the vision of the recreants. It's in Feverstone Keep, so that's important. Yeah. And there was a large amount of people there, uh, and radiance there. So that first gem archive entry, uh, first mm-hmm. that we just talked about, where they they say that the singers are pushing yep. in that direction. That has to come before the actual recreants, obviously. Absolutely. Yep. There were still there was still radiance. Yep. And so 
I wonder if all the all these events kind of came down at the same time. So yeah. the Radiants realize that the singers are pushing in that direction. Maybe maybe they get intel that Barumishram is with them or accessible or something like that, or exposed or vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And so they go, okay, we send the SWAT team. They go capture that. Meanwhile, we have the Windrunners, and I think it was the Stone Wards, make mm-hmm. their way to Feverstone Keep yep. to uh, either fight or intercept the singers or delay them or be a distraction so that the SWAT team can imprison Baru Mishram. That mm-hmm. happens. And then the Windrunners and the Bondsmith, uh, the, um, uh, the Stone Wards, who were already in the area, for some reason decide, hey, we're going to make a pit stop at Feverstone Keep because it's right here. And we're going to drop our stuff. Yeah. I've always thought that immediately prior to that, that's when the lobotomization occurs. The the radiants are just like, well, Honor said we're going to destroy crap. And, uh, well, this didn't turn out well. Uh, they're not going to fight back because they're like, there's, there's they nothing can't. for us to fight. They can't. <laughs> And so this is the end of wars uh, forever. And so uh, we need to just, in order to protect things so we don't make it worse, we need to give up our uh, blades. I just need, don't understand why they would put shards in the hands of humans, like regular humans. Yeah, that, that, that doesn't seem particularly smart. Maybe that's where the other missing shard blades are. They're like, well, that didn't work out well, so the rest of us were going to abandon our own somewhere else. Do you think it's possible the that they didn't realize the what would happen? That they didn't realize that it would stick around? That's possible. You have to think that it did not happen like that often before. Well, but I mean, they were like they were still like they were dropping their armor and blades and and just walking away from them. They were they saw that their shards remained. Yeah. Yeah. And they even just, like, and even care. if they had thought that they would remain in the physical realm, um, which the plate obviously did, and the blade, uh, they eventually learned how to dismiss and resummon back. Right. That is still a vast amount of power you're giving to people that have even even less checks than you did. And look at what you did. How how is that going to well, turn out any better? Well, but they don't have was... surges. Okay, so at the time that the radiance dropped all their plate and blade, you know they were going through this emotional distress, and they were essentially deciding to kill their best friends. I kind of think that at the point where that happened, they weren't thinking clearly. It was just a matter of we need to drop this and leave, and they weren't thinking through the consequences of what people would do with that power. Yeah, but they flew to Feverstone Keep before they did that. They were fighting off somewhere on the front lines. Stuff happened, and they were like, let's go to the nearest concentration of of human people and leave them some nukes. I mean, they might have, maybe they just thought too highly of other people and thought, hey, uh, we can't do this anymore. Look, here's our weapons. Good luck fighting whoever's left over. I don't know. That is that is one of my biggest issues with the Recreants. Um, yeah. I know some of my friends I've spoken with have taken issue with the explanation given in the books that it was all the humans found out that they were the original Voidbringers, that they came from a different world. 
that's not enough of a reason for them to do all that stuff. The whole fiasco with Bado Mishram, I think, fixes that problem for me. Totally does. Yeah. I can 100% see a bunch of Radiants terrified at what they had just done just break. Yeah. But the whole leaving of the weapons is still... It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Uh, and I always assumed that uh, this time after the Recreants was one of the biggest times of Rosharan upheaval ever. Because oh, yeah. now oh, you have just tons of people with blades. They're just killing everyone and the people with the blades are getting assassinated. And then so then other people have blades. And it is just chaos. Kingdoms are destroyed and and reshaped and the silver kingdoms fell and just absolute chaos basically yeah you know so what I, I wonder yeah i wonder if the shin shamanat was responsible for uh the quote unquote missing blades because Mean? i'm thinking back of feverstone keep and they have hundreds of shards there yeah, and and those shards must have ended with someone, right? Like they they were they were picking them up and slaughtering each other, but eventually, two hundred shard bearers would have left that field, right? Unless somebody was like carrying two blades, but whatever. That is not a force you can easily deal with. No. Unless unless you've got a uh, like a a power behind yourself as well. The Heralds are not going to do it because the Heralds don't give a damn. No. Um, presumably, the other Orders also left their shards somewhere, maybe with people, maybe with caverns. Um, but even <laughs> if they did, they wouldn't do that in a place... Like, there's no other organization that's unified enough and good enough that we know of that would go, oh, hey, those 200 people at Feverstone Keep, we need to take their blades away. Yeah. And so, and, and you also can't really have an organization like that emerge from, from nowhere because they wouldn't have the power. Like, it would need to be a super long power play where the Cousins of Honor go around the world, gather blades, gather plate, and eventually they have so much and so many of these things that they can start hunting down shard bearers, collecting their plate and blade, and, and stashing them somewhere. Yeah. And because I find all of this so unlikely, then the only other like power player on the table, other than Cultivation, who's sad and not dealing with anything, while also dealing with everything at the same time, are the Shin and the other blades. Yeah, I, I, I'm I, thinking that the Radiants, they were like, well, they won't have access to Surges, so it'll be fine, I guess, with, like, dropping the weapons. But, yeah, Shard Blades are pretty good. <laughs> um, But, yeah, that, that, that would be an acceptable explanation to me, for sure. I agree. I, I, I mean... They wouldn't surprise me. They've got enough mysterious stuff going on. That seems right up there, Allie. Yep. Um, it wouldn't surprise me. Yep. Before we go on, there's something about the recreants that we didn't discuss and that people, I feel, 
underestimate its importance in the events that happened, and that is the abandoning of Erythru. Ah, yes. Yeah. Oh, because yeah, that happened. I do yeah, think that's true. while all of this stuff is going on, the fact that these Radiants essentially lost their home is an important part of, oh, hey, all of this terrible stuff happened, and also our home is gone, and we can't go back there. Yeah, so we should probably talk about that because yeah. the sibling was receding. Uh, For unknown and, reasons. And we yes. think they were kind of going to sleep, whatever that means. Yep. Um, and that the decision to l abandon Erythru was rash. Some thought so. Not yeah, everybody some, agreed about it. Not everybody agreed about it. Well... Just imagining all the radiance to agree on anything sounds like ridiculous. And you, to back up even a little bit further, you did. Grace kind of briefly mentioned this earlier, but they the, there was not really great relations between the radiance and the rest of the world leading up to all all of this happening in the first place. Um, yeah. So that's, that's such a fascinating time period. And oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That this false desolation recreance time period. Oh yeah, this is a well good even time even like leading up to it, like the the twenty five hundred years from the last desolation to to this one. You have like the radiance didn't fell in in the way that the foreign religion teaches, but they they by the time uh, the recreance happened, they must have been far far less than what they were when the heralds left the planet well <laughs> oh, quote unquote left the planet yeah because like, like to the point have... where they had to deal with merchants and taxes and tariffs and people didn't like them and they were bickering well that's the like the whole thing and the back cover of way of kings where it's like we thought we won but the enemy was just like eh you know, let's just wait and they'll destroy themselves, you know? And it worked pretty well. The knights fell and and uh took took a little bit for that final desolation to come back, but <laughs> but I guess you needed town to leave, so uh for that to actually happen. Cause he was still putting the fused away. Yep. Uh so in my head uh, canon he punches them into the ground. I think it will be less exciting than that, but yes. Um, I kind of wonder, in terms of Erythru, abandoning Erythru, I wonder what, like, how they were operating without that sort of central headquarters. Like, who's in charge? How are they? They must have been very loosely organized without some kind of centralized place to go back to, right? Well, I thought they left the Tower City like very briefly before the recreants. It has to be because how would yeah. they get the gems in the gem archive, right? Yeah, like... so they 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 put up the gem archive and in in that gem archive they talk about events of the false, false desolation. desolation. Yeah. Baro Mishram has connected with the singers somehow. And so it it must all be over the course of no more than several months I'd wager. But the thing is, is that Yasna knows that Erythru was abandoned pre-recreance, which does indicate that maybe there was some time, or like she at least found scraps, that it wasn't like 
I don't know. It, it's it's hard to say. Like, why would you abandon Urethru during the false desolation? That sounds like a terrible strategic plan, <laughs> for one thing. Well, didn't they talk about their defenses against the unmade yep. failing? Yep. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm worried about the tower's protections failing. If we are not safe from the unmade here, then where? And they weren't able to produce enough food anymore with the sibling gone. Mm -hmm. Which is a big problem. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. To be honest, that's probably the most practical thing, right? Yeah. Like, if you don't have enough food, then... I do wonder if Reshafir got there around the same time, and so the Radiants got super spooked at yeah. discovering an unmade in their home. Yeah. And so they were like, nope, well, we gotta go. This is not worth it. Not worth it anymore. Although you could argue that with all the Radiance in there, they could have easily fought her, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, they did fight her. They, they did imprison her, so, I mean... Yeah, but, like, they were presumably oh, worried yeah, about... Right. They pr were presumably worried about, like, worse things happening. Like, there's an unmade here. This isn't normal. This is bad. It's all very interesting. But, yeah, I don't. I don't think the city could have been abandoned too far out of the recreants, right? No, not no. far. Months, not years. Yeah. Max like a year or two. Yeah, no no more than a year. Like, maybe they created the plan to go uh, get Baadamishram, but like, how long would it take for them to actually get to Baadamishram? I don't think that long. It was probably a slow process, though. I mean, it's easy to think of it as like, okay, like one day they just decided, okay, we're moving out, and then everybody, like... With with that many people in one place, it had to be like, a, it must have lasted months that they while they were moving out, so they could still be putting gyms in and sure. talking about this happening while it's yeah still right. Ongoing. It's, moving I mean, out of a city is not a one day thing, and, and, and that would explain why were... it's a big ordeal. And Yasna has like seen like notes about like oh this is a thing that happened because True. it was a big deal. Could have taken that could have taken a year yeah. in and of itself, right? They were they were probably leaving the gems as they were leaving the city. That's true. That's that's yeah. kind of like a sensible, yeah, way to do things. Yeah, and yeah. I I think the timing is important because if you have too long of a gap, then you don't necessarily have the same uh, extent of the psychological kind of we were forced to abandon our home, which I think was part of the recreants i think if you have too much longer you know they settle in to a new city and kind of get used to the way things are like the new way things are yeah well, but all of them went back to whatever nations they were from except for the edge dancers so it was like the the abandonment of the city was also in a way the disbanding of the radiance because they no longer had a centralized location they were just people out there yeah kind of weird like you go home but you now have a spren and the powers of a god at your disposal like what do you do go work at the bakery i've damaged this donut and now i will reform it together ah <laughs> i am the best baker with the power of tension of cohesion yes <laughs> oh my gosh if you That's a... if you adhere to donut back and then ate it <laughs> what would happen 
What is the spiritual ideal of the donut when you heal, when you use Cosmere healing on a donut? Um, This is a very canonical uh, thing that happened, uh, pre-recreance. And then some people were like, this power has gone too far. You're going to destroy everything. We must give away our blades. Um, Let's talk about honor and him being rip. Uh, He did. So he was splintered. Um, he, he was, was a slow. He was slowly dying, and then he was yes. splintered. Mm-hmm. He managed to create all these visions and things, and create this mechanism for them to be delivered. Kind of, I I always akin it to like the mist snapping people. Mm-hmm. Like it's a mechanism that a shard designs that they're not really gonna be in control over, but they can design a thing to do that. Yeah, maybe sure, maybe. I mean. Just in that, like, they can have that sort of influence even if they're dead, right? It helps that he's got Stormfather to attach it to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. The question is, to me, when did Honor die? And why isn't that a bigger deal? Um, I think he probably died in the chaos post-recreance, so no one really noticed. Yeah. Hmm. There's something... I mean, there there are many things that bother me about the death of honor, but the one notable right now is how. How what? How Odium splintered him, but Odium is presumably very trapped on Braze. How was he able to not only move out? Even even if it was like a temporary, hey, I'm straining against my bonds on this planet to go to Roshar and, and mess Honor up. But how was he then also powerful enough to splinter another shard? Thousands because, of years, maybe. Because Honor was very weak, I think, right? Was he? Well, but how like, was... The, yeah. the, the, the splintering must have started... Like, splintering is a long process, Right. Or at least it can be. Uh, is it? Um, it was in the case of preservation. Yeah, it's not uh, I don't exactly know. the same. I agree, though. Although Chris does hypothesize that... It's different. There, there are circumstances there. But still, like, if honor... If, if there was a, a, a t- amount, an amount of time long enough and significantly long enough for like people to like the Stormfather, for example, to notice the nature of the shard changing. I don't think that's something that would happen over the course of a year or two years. Um maybe decades at least. And considering the enormously large lifespan of, of the Stormfather, maybe even centuries. Like, because he doesn't notice change very well. To go off your point on um, how did Odium kill Honor, there's so much that we don't know about what's happening here. Like, we don't know. We know about the oath fact that the heralds are like, yo, we're going to lock up the Voidbringers, but Honor is going to bind Odium. What? How? What? That That's like crazy, right? That's actually kind of crazy that Honor is just like, yeah, you know, I'll just uh I'll just uh go bind up Odium and also the whole 
Isodia Monbraze or Roshar is weird anyway. And it was it was not only honor, it was the power of honor and cultivation. Oh no, you're right. You're right. Yeah, right. Why was honor the one wounded? Maybe cultivation was wounded as well. Like we don't know. Like there's so many questions on what Shardic interactions actually occurred. We just have no clue. So yeah. I I'm sure we'll we will know, but there are a lot of questions and I don't know how much we can I theorize. wonder if what happened was that another shard showed up in the system an ally to odium uh showed up independently autonomously <laughs> and <laughs> yeah i wonder at this big <laughs> <laughs> um the the shard the fourth of july <laughs> shows up Maraca. in the system <laughs> Krim, yeah uh, so, so honor, honor and cultivation, uh, their power combined holds Odium trapped or contained or limited or whatever. Uh, and considering the fact that there are two shards and Odium is a single one, and he was previously wounded, so maybe there's some power loss going on. I, I can't imagine that the two of them would have any difficulty containing Odium. Um, and then somebody shows up, an ally of Odium, does something to disrupt this imprisonment. Um, and and it could be as simple as just like pulling the two shards together, honor and cultivation, uh, apart. Or it could have been like just more disruptive, maybe, maybe attacking cultivation and honor goals and tries to see what's up. And then that gives Odium with enough um, freedom to to go after honor, who is now not paying attention, or like some some disruption to that effect thing is though like honor was dying for a long time and was ranting and raving to this like that would make more sense if it was a fast dramatic event which it wasn't well but the power remains like what we've seen yeah. from fuzz is he's been dead for a, like for thousands of years I'm... almost dead it, almost yeah. dead i'm not dead yet <laughs> he died Showing himself to Ellen. That's when he died, died. Yeah. But he was practically dead. Yeah, yeah, but that... I'm gonna take up the mantle of being Ian and say that that distinction matters. And we're gonna be pedants here. What I want to know is where Tana... What, like, open field Tanavast fell over in. <laughs> I would be so... Are his bones still was... out there, covered in crim? Well, I mean, that's possible. No, I, I would be upset if it's just another, you know, death that nobody witnessed. Well, I, I really like the idea Grace had that, like, the death occurred in this, like, however many centuries of absolute anarchy is occurring on Roshar, that, like, it could have been a cataclysmic event uh, that was a big deal, but, like... People are still murdering all the other rulers, and they're not really thinking, like, let's record my thoughts in my diary. Today, Honor died, and the high storms are really different now. Or whatever the crap happened magically. Like, no one's recording that in their diary. It's just like, ah, I'm going to murder that guy to get his blade so I can get power. Well, so we do know that, like, one reason it wasn't as cataclysmic when he died is because of the sprint, right? They, they yeah. Brandon described it as like a release valve. So I, yep. my, my guess is that that means a lot of sprint were created or maybe um, yeah. became a little bit more uplifted, uplifted, more powerful, more whatever. 
a little more investors are attached to them. So I imagine that it was kind of dramatic in that way. Like something probably changed, but it wasn't, um, you know, earth shattering. Well, that's really interesting just to think about the influences in the cognitive realm, because when the recreants occurred, that is not great. And if honors, honors death would have created a lot of new spread to like, not replace the dead ones but like you're you're getting a lot of new blood that uh would not have been there otherwise i don't think you would have because spren just don't don't they don't just come into existence at least not the 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 true spren Mm -hmm. they need like there is a nexus of power and and another spren goes there and like molds an offspring uh, so I I don't think even Honor's death would have just sprung spontaneously created new spren. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but it could have created next eye of power where. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like oh no, we can go have a bunch of children. We can have so many babies now, <laughs> spren babies. Four hundred babies. Wow. So Honor dies somewhere, and maybe people notice, but not. Obviously, it wasn't like something that like the entire like history of the world is like, well, this date is the day that that happened because it was a big deal. Yeah. But they were too busy fighting over shard blades and plate and yeah, whatever that. And the earth didn't get destroyed. Uh, magically. Uh, like what, what do we think happened magically speaking with things with honor's death? Well, I the thing that I'm thinking about is maybe Odium thought that killing Honor would, like, release his bonds enough to, like, do more, and that just wasn't the case? Because he's still bound to the system more? That makes sense. He may have thought of that, yeah. And maybe Odium just, like, made a calculated risk and was just like, crap, that... That didn't work exactly as I was hoping there? That's kind of a bummer. But it's still a progress as far as he's concerned, I feel. Yeah, he can persuade poor saps like Dalinar to release him, and if Dalinar agreed, then it's just like, hey, what's up? Although that's interesting, thinking about like the bonds of the power of honor and cultivation locking Odium in. Then it because is still if active. Dalinar is just like, yo, we'll, I'll let you go. Like, what about the cultivation part in that? Like, I don't yeah, know. yeah. Hmm. She's still there, and his business is not done. Like, he doesn't want to just get free and then like take off like he is he's got more things he wants to do before he's done he's namely, there to kill every shard yeah, yeah namely kill he was cultivation. he was yeah. confident that he would be able to take care of cultivation yeah hmm. oh um, see more of that. but it is it is interesting that that odium believed that only dalinar is like dalinar's word alone as the somebody bonded to the stormfather who was then bonded to the power of honor yeah would be enough to release him yeah um it's, it's almost like cultivation's power is not if if it was there at all and maybe the stormfather was wrong in chapter 34 38 yeah. 34 38 38 broken people uh maybe he was wrong and maybe it was honor's power that that was holding odium or uh, um... maybe um, honor's power is kind of the key to the whole thing, and cultivation is just juicing up the whole thing. 
So like honor, honor is the lock and like one door and cultivation is like another door. But if you unlock the lock, then it doesn't matter how many doors you got. It's not well, a very like good lock before, and keys. But... That's interesting. But yeah, Joshua, what are you thinking? I oh, know. I was just, I, I always had that impression that it, the prison was really honors doing. Um, I'm sure cultivation is not just sitting there doing nothing whatsoever, but um... honors design. Yeah. It could also be, like, if Cultivation was more involved, like, it's totally possible that Honor was more involved, but it's also possible that if Honor released that, then Odium's like, I can overpower one shard's power, you know? Yeah. And that it would just be significantly easier, like, and that Odium's just lying in some way to Dalinar, but, I mean, it did seem like o Odium was like, oh yeah, this will immediately let me do a lot of things. But he did he did say that he's immediately going to go after cultivation, right? Yep. yep. So, I don't know, I guess whatever bonds is prevent. Yeah. This is all very strange and interesting. Give yeah, me more I, shard conversations. Please. I mean, oh. honor is the shard of, like, bonds and oaths. So, to me, it makes sense that he was sort of responsible for the verbal kind of bond aspect of it. And then and cultivation did something grew else. Grew it? Cultivation grew the bonds into something more? <laughs> sure. No. no? Okay. But, I mean, yeah, you're right. You're totally right. Um, But I, I think... Honor's death has to be, like, no more than, like, a few centuries after Recreance. That's, like, mm -hmm. the latest. It, it, I, I think it's somewhat near Recreance. Not a thousand years. Right? No. Yeah. Which makes me think about Voronism year one. It is 1174 right now. And what happened 11... 174 years ago to start the Vorin calendar. Well, you know what? I don't think Honor's death. <laughs> no. And also, didn't we have a word of Brandon that Brandon didn't remember what the Vorin calendar was started? Well, yeah, from? yeah, no, I asked him that recently. Um, <laughs> oh, you I did. I did get him to he. I did get him to say like to call it the Vorin calendar. So I'm assuming that something happened at that point that was a big deal in Vorinism. Um, but yeah, I tried, I was like, Brandon, what is, uh, what happened on this day to start this calendar? He's like, I don't remember. I have to look at my notes. He's um, like, I, I wrote that 20 years ago. <laughs> so true to Brandon, he didn't remember some timeline thing that he. The name Vorin is not a very Vorin name. No. I mean, it probably has some meaning. We don't know what Vor Vorov would be the. Glyph. I mean, you, yeah, you, you would have to have either Vorov or Voro. Yeah, and it would be born unto, right? Voro, the cousin of Zoro, actually. <laughs> I don't know if you knew that. That's what I, Voro, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's I wonder, possible that we have listeners who don't know who Zoro is. That's true. We haven't had a Zoro movie in a long time. <laughs> Not it's yet. possible that the um, the symmetry thing didn't come until later, maybe. Well, yeah, I mean, the obsession. Wait, but it, all the silver kingdoms had the symmetrical names. Uh, I mean, do you do? Yeah, are we but, really thinking that? It feels that like that... they would have been inspired by 
They're like, hey, these have symmetrical names, and a lot of the heralds have symmetrical names, and we bet all of them actually have symmetrical names, but they're just going by Ash and Yeah, but we, we have we had the map of the Silver Kingdoms. Do we think that's manipulated by the Vorin Church? I mean, that's uh, possible, I guess. No, the I actually... The hierarchy shaped everything, so maybe, but I don't know. Um, it's in still all the Alephala. No, 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 in... in in all the visions mm -hmm. um, that we have references to the Silver Kingdoms, they call them by those names. Yeah, right. I have no reason to think that that's. I'm thinking accurate. we do have this like map of it's that artwork where the um, the people are like coming over from Ashen through some portal, mm -hmm. and there's the world with this the the ten kingdoms coming off like radially, and Erythru's at the center. Um, when we were looking at trying to like decode some of the glyphs, there's like writing around the, the edges of it. And it's in this like really bizarre script that we are, weren't familiar with previously. And I'm pretty sure um, it has the silver kingdom names in that script uh, hmm. symmetrically. I'd have People to go did identify a lot of them mm -hmm. or a lot of them at least seemed to match. If you kind of tried to fit yeah, if this says Alethella, then you, the, you this says. get rid of the vowels, and then the rest, they kind of look like the consonants. It's yeah. fun stuff. So anyways, the point being, that was clearly written a long time ago, so I think that... Uh, so that that's interesting that the symmetry and stuff was there. But I mean... When Town does his speech, like he uses his symmetrical name, right? With an Elin. Uh, well, doesn't he say Telenel? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, his speech is not. He doesn't have his name being symmetric. No nope. mistake. I am Telenel Elin, Stone Sinew, Herald of the Almighty. It's also interesting that, you know, Town says, Vedel, Jezrian. You know, he calls them those names. You know, I mean, those are those are their names. But right, right, I know. Yeah. But like, it's interesting to like figure out how much the symmetry mattered because the Silver Kingdoms—they're like yo symmetry, which maybe inspired Voranism later to say, no, 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 we're gonna symmetrize everything. And and it all like it feels like it must have been this way this direction because in the in the west they didn't go for the whole symmetry thing and they still call uh you know jezrian they call him jezrian or yazir or all of these non-symmetrical names oh you're right you're totally right yeah because they do yeah 100 percent. not to mention Absolutely. that they still remember cultivation there so I don't know when uh, Voronism year one would occur, but maybe like that's when whatever modern Voron church. Yeah. We were talking about this on, on discord the other day. Um, so to me, I, my read of it is very much like a lot, like, um, like Christianity or like Islam where you, you can kind of point to like a date where like, this is, you know, Christianity, you know, one eight thirty eight, you know, whatever at this point in history, or Islam is like 600 AD, like this is when it starts, um, right? But then inside that religion, they trace it back for like their beginning to them is further than 
than that date. You know what I mean? You know what I'm trying to say? So I think Gregorianism, like some, probably something happened that was really important here that really defined the religion as we are more familiar with it today. Right. But then they're obviously going to trace it back further and say, Oh, well, you know, the heralds from the very beginning were, you know, all in part of this and, and so on. They were all Vorin. I mean, everyone knows that. Well, it, it could have also been that this is the beginning of the calendar, but not necessarily the beginning of the religion. Yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. so you could have Vorinism going back to, you know, the recreants. And at some point, somebody, was like, hey, um, we are done with the whole desolations thing. There's no reason to keep track of of things in terms of epochs anymore. That, that's possible, but I think it's got to be traced to something major in the religion because uh, you don't you, you, you don't normally just make a calendar like just say like, well, let's just start a new year now. Like you, it's tied to something. Like there's some event that would happen. Isn't that what I the mean, Gregorian my... calendar kind of does? I mean, they they did shift shift it slightly, but it's still it's this is when Jesus was born. Yeah, okay. I mean, my kind of personal theory is that Voronism was around, but it wasn't necessarily centralized. And then at some point, some kind of monarch came in and was like, "Hey, this religion helps keep me in power because it's." like super structured so that it benefits me so from now on you know this is the official religion and this is year one that because work. it's like from when it became like the the real like you know from from their perception it's like okay so this is when this true religion took over that was like their justification or something so this is year one yep and it's totally possible all of that must have been sufficiently far back to give the, the, the possibility for something like the hierarchy to happen. So the hierarchy wouldn't have happened in the first year of the establishment of Voronism. No. You need that to be... <laughs> <laughs> so let's just... There we go. Uh, <laughs> I feel like we should keep that in. Oh, the we're, I'm 100% keeping the, the shadow, shadow days. days? They're, they're upon us. I think the lights are like motion activated, and I yeah. just and I just yeah, yeah. my hand moving wasn't enough to keep it going. Yeah, you need to gesticulate more. Um, well, the hierarchy was like six, seven hundred years ago. Yeah. Yeah. About. You have like about uh, five hundred years like from year one. Head, but yeah. Yeah, like uh, 500 years from year on one the to list. the hierarchy. Um, so the Sunmaker ended it uh, 500 years ago. Yeah. We don't know how long it lasted. Okay, I guess that's true. Less than a lifespan. Um, uh, no, I mean, no, it no, could have no. gone for. No, it, it lasted longer than a lifespan. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I was, I, I, I was thinking that hierarchy happens, and the Sunmaker's like, no. And and he ends it, but that that's not necessarily. I think the hierarchy had to have been a gradual process. So it started with a king taking over who was Vorin, and then over time, the like priests just got slowly gained more and more power in the court until eventually they ran everything and were able to do what they want. Yeah. And that's when the Sunmaker was like, "Wait a second! Like this isn't right. They're lying." They totally have powers. Oh, wait. And they... Hierocracy, they controlled... 
governments. They controlled Eastern Roshar and you know you know what this reminds me of? I want to talk more about the hierarchy, but I want to talk about the five born kingdoms and we don't know what the fifth one is. Ah! Yeah. There wait. Lethkar, uh, Yakoved, Thalena, and what's the fifth fourth one that we know? Um I there's one place where it refers to Carbranth as one of them. Um not um, not them. They're Yeah. Herdaz. Yeah. My uh, guess would be um wait, isn't Herdaz the fourth that we know? Or is it Carbranth? I thought Carbranth they didn't like count it as a kingdom, technically. I don't I think, think it's being counted as a kingdom, no. Because yeah. the actual like Alethkar and Yakoved get annoyed when Carbranth tries to Alethkar, Yakoved, Natanatan. That's what Shalon says. Natanatan. Yeah. Thelena, that's four, right? Mm-hmm. I guess fifth of Carbranth? They've eh. got a king. I don't know. I don't know. It's um, not clear. It is not labeled as a kingdom on the foil map. Well, I mean, you can... Revisionist. It doesn't have area. <laughs> Revisionist. It can still have a king. Uh, but... Would like um, other kings recognize that as a kingdom? I don't well, know. Carbranth, they say the king doesn't go by the first dawn, because. Or first non, I forget which is which. Yeah. Oh, right. Because oh the, then yeah. the other Don, kingdoms Don get annoyed. Is. So. Right. Don is for light eyes. So if it's not Carbranth, what's the fifth kingdom? No, I, <gasps> think, I think it might be Carbranth. I think you would have to be there. Yeah, it really does. Because um, um, yeah. they, they are very much foreign. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think there's mentioned that there's some foreign influence in like the neighboring, like in tu is it Tubela? That's I don't have the map open. Tubela is directly to the west. So uh, there might yeah, be like a little bit of kind of wishy-washy foreignism yeah. in there. I mean, I'm sure they have, um, you know, some cultural things like uh, one of Zeth's interludes from. Um... Oh wait, 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 wait! This, this is this is all dumb. Shalon lists Carbranth as one of the four kingdoms. Yeah, I thought she oh. mentioned something. She... So she says Alethkar, Yakoved, Carbranth, Thelena? Natanatan. No, she doesn't say Thelena. Oh, so that's the fifth. Yeah, obviously. Fifth. Yeah. Okay. Why doesn't Shalon know of that, though? What? Doesn't she? No. Like what? what yeah, no, no, I have, it, I have it right here. The four volumes are thick. The five Voran kingdoms? She'd thought there were four. Yakoved, Alethkar, Karbranth, and Natanatan, united by religion. I guess because Thelena goes worships the passions yeah. to some extent, so she doesn't think of it as a foreign. She's got a conservative uh, upbringing, and they're kind of like Thelen. They don't really do. They're not doing it right. No, 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 no. That doesn't seem right. Is this from uh, when she goes into yeah. in Karbranth? Yep, near the flame. Yep, yep. How is it? <laughs> what's the what's the what's the context there? Is she looking at like old books or she's in the Palinium? No. No, she's in the bookstores. Oh, I'm with you. Okay. Yeah. Cause isn't she looking for history though? Yeah. So the five foreign kingdoms are something of the past. Yeah. And so could be. At at some point there were five. But it's but so weird because she doesn't four. list she doesn't list Thelena as one of the four. Right. So right now Thelena is not considered um 
by her. By her. By, by Venus, and her tutors. At least. Right. Well, I mean, her, her tutors have been very mistaken about some things in the past. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, Thelena. Okay. Great. Good talk, guys. All right. Um, <laughs> wow. Either that or Natanatan. Natanatan is one of the ones that she listed. Oh. Derp, yeah. derp, 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 derp. Um, and I, I want to go back for a second. Um, I, we were talking about, um, I guess, just like someone consolidating power under Vornism, yep. and that's kind of yep. establishing it. I always kind of thought that that probably coincided with things smoothing out after the recreants. Um, you've got uh, what? Uh, I mean, how many years passed between? The false desolation and and the calendar starting was about a thousand years, I think. It was a over a thousand, thousand probably. Over a thousand. Um, but I, I really wouldn't be surprised if it took about a thousand years, honestly, for things to settle enough to where like you had kingdoms that consolidated with, with the with the blades. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, sure. So I, I imagine things kind of settled down, and then somehow, somewhere. Um, Voronism became a dominant religion in one of the Eastern nations and spread from there. Yeah. Um, that's kind of how I'm picturing what goes on. That seems so, yeah. pretty reasonable. Pro presumably in Yakovet, right? That's where Voronism centered, right? It would make sense. Yeah. Uh, that that's, where... that's like. Right? The hierarchs? Or I don't know if it's called? centered there. It's. Well, where Yakovet where, where's is like... the headquarters of the Ardens? Uh, do they have Isn't a headquarters? I think yeah. so. There's um, a place. Isn't it? I think so. I think I didn't yeah, do yeah, I think Dalinar but... mentions it in Oathbringer early yeah, on. I thought it was in Yakoved. Like when they where. when they summon him to like um to their like council or whatever and they're gonna like declare him a heretic or whatever. Because uh, they're wearing all the fancy clothes and expensive in practice, jewelry the and ultimate he... authority lies in the hands of the Ardens known as the Curates operating from the Holy Enclave in the city of Valath. And it's in Yakoved next Valath. to the Horn Eater Peaks. Okay. Yep. Aha! There you go. Yeah. Let's do more. Who, what's that Cosmere location? <laughs> Dang it. It's like, <laughs> ah, I'll got you, I got you guys. I also kind of wonder if at some point in the whole hierarchy thing, somebody did get a vision from the Stormfather. And that kind of started the whole thing. And and then obviously they didn't follow in the same way that Dalinar or even Gavilar did. Well, they did say that they did have visions, right? They did. They claimed visions from the Almighty. So Which I it does seem suspicious given what yeah. we know. We do have a recent wob though that the Stormfather didn't send those visions to very many people. I think the number was like around yeah. ten. Yeah. So I have a hard time no. seeing how somebody could... Sorry, go ahead. So to me, the idea that they started that far back, plus we know we are, we know two in modern times, seems like that seems like a long period of time to have visions being sent to people and only have 10 people receive them. I, the I Stormfather could have, one, tried to get rid of this responsibility that was interested upon him by honor or he could have tried the visions seen the hierarchy that followed up and was like mm, I'm not gonna do that anymore and then waited 2,000 years or 1,000 years for 
think it's or possible that one dude in the hierarchy actually saw visions and everyone else is like, oh yeah, I totally did too. Oh like, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I totally mean that it was like a single person who did that and then everyone else just followed suit because they wanted to be cool. Mr. Vorin, yeah. I was going to say, it seems unlikely to me that someone could really like pull Voranism out of Stormfather's visions, but uh, Gavilar took those a really different direction than Dalinar did, so... <laughs> I guess you could interpret them in many ways. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they tampered with so many things about the radiance and stuff, which made Yasna's life very hard. And uh, Grace, I think I think you have uh, some complaining about Varnism. <laughs> To, yes. to talk so, about. You know, pretty much everything about Rosharan history that we know is so Voren centric and it annoys me so much. Because like mm -hmm. like what do the Shin think about the last desolation and the recreance? What do what do the Iriali think? You know, we know that they were a separate migration and like Everything we know is just from the perspective of these people from this one religion. And it, yes, I, Only I really religion that matters. I really want to, I really want in Seth's flashbacks just a scene of him sitting as a child in like a history class, just being lectured to. I mean, this is not that different from our world. Well, that's true. But I, I think Grace is more annoyed from it from the perspective of trying to write uh, the history article on Roshar, the, the history of Roshar, and she's just like, yeah. we only know the Voran side of things. I but can yeah. see. I mean, more even just even to the extent that we only know about history from essentially Eastern Roshar. Yeah. You know, we know there was Asian invasion. We know nothing that happened during it, you know. There had to have been other interesting events and major events that only affected the western side of Roshar, but affected large parts. So we just hear nothing about it. Well, amusingly, I, I found the funniest thing with the Iriali triumvirate just saying that Alethkar hasn't been important on the world stage in centuries. And I'm yeah. just like, that is hilarious. I love that so much. That they're just like, ah, Alethi, whatever. And, but, I mean, it seems to be true. You have Thelena being merchants. You have, yeah. it seems like a lot of the world culture comes from the Makabakam region because that's where all those fashion folios come from. That's, Ooh, that's true. <laughs> From you know, the, all the, all the lawmakers of Azir. Yeah, I mean, and, and if you look at the past, you know, years since the Sunmaker, you know, what we know, like, culturally, politically, even just, like, trading-wise, up until Gavilar, Alethkar is not important. Yeah. Yeah. They're, They're just good a bunch at fighting of, amongst themselves. A yeah. bunch of warmongers, yeah. Yeah. They weren't relevant since the Sunmaker. Um... They have all adopted their calendar, mostly. Not in the West. I don't know yeah. if that's true. Yeah, that's what Brandon said with the with the Vorin with the Vorin calendar. He said that most of Roshar like uses that calendar. Huh. Mm, but we just said that it seems like the center of Vorinism is in Yakaved. That well, wait. Oh, he's the Alethi. I yeah. see what you're saying. 
Okay. Yeah, the the Vorans could have had some more cultural influence, and the Alethi be stupid warmongers. I'm with you. Um, I like how uh the the Voran explanation of history. It's like ah, oh, the Voidbringers came ninety and nine times. Uh. Which is like, ah, just put a bunch of nines there. It's like, ah, yes, braze number nine nine. Um, like, I remember the time Brandon was, like, pitching Way of Kings. And he had no idea how to pitch what Stormlight was. And he's like, well, you know, the, the Voidbringers came nine and ninety times. And, like, this was, like, one of the first things that he said, of, like, about it. Like, what? what? <laughs> it's like, you I... started there? Um, I don't remember or was yeah. before my time. Yeah. Uh, they associate, well, like the mythological tranquil and halls are ashen, damnation's braze, but they don't actually associate those planets with those places mm-hmm. in modern times. Um, One thing that's yeah. interesting that they got... Uh, mm-hmm. maybe not i wouldn't say got right but the role of honor as the almighty is interesting given how much honor is downplayed mm-hmm. in the west i think that's a matter of the storms honor rode the makes... storms and mm-hmm. they're stronger in the east i guess so but there's also this association with the storms are associated with um, it is Rian. Calic. well with I think there's both uh, of them yeah, in different places. Depends on where you are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think there's only one uh, place depends. where it's. I think it's only uh, uh, Natanatan is where they they think Kalak. I think that's what it is. A pulley's interlude or something. Um, oh yeah. Look, if Karbranth can be a kingdom, then not Natanatan's shattered <laughs> remains that can be a kingdom. Sure, sure. Why not? Um, one of the most absurd things in Oathbringer was this this one ambassador from Natanatan in the, the meeting of the kings in Yurithiru going, yeah, so uh, thanks for uh, uh, getting our Oathgate on the Shattered <laughs> yeah. Plains. Uh, now we'd like to have it back, please. I'm like, good luck with that. that <laughs> you have that... one city. That and the Puli interlude just make me love the Natanatan people. Because isn't yeah, he also from... Do. Yes. Yeah, they're they're crazy. Uh, or, I, or... I like the word expulsion for the exodus from Ashen. Yeah. I, I like that word a lot. Because it's not <laughs> the exodus. It's a good word. Yeah. We weren't um... fleeing our own self-made disaster. We were just kicked out. <laughs> Technically, they were kicked out by the Voidbringers, though. <laughs> so, you know what? The technically, they were kicked out by the Voidbringers. <laughs> it's just they themselves happened to be them. So, in, in a point of view, that's not strictly wrong. But but it it is funny. Like, oh, the Heralds are in the Tranklin Halls. We're going to fight for the Tranklin Halls back. That's what the Heralds are doing. It's like, that's not what's happening. And mm-hmm. the heralds are just sipping martinis on the beach, <laughs> or something like lake. that. I mean, the pure lake would make a fantastic vacation spot. Yes, it would. You're not wrong. The uh, one thing that's interesting to me about Voranism is the um, the 
recreants, the way that they associate that as a betrayal of the Knights Radiant. Um, yeah. That's, um, I don't know, that's an interesting perspective, I guess, on what the Knights Radiant did. That's It's just strange to me that they consider it a betrayal. I well, think it's pretty I obvious that... that's a betrayal. I don't know. They, they view them as these angelic figures and stewards of humanity and kind of the, the stand-ins for the heralds. And then something happens. And they disappear. The recreants. They just and gave now, up. Yeah, now they, they just leave. I think the betrayal is the fact that they're giving up, right? And like and, if, and abandoning them. Like, think about it in the perspective of the the false desolation. There's literally a war going on. Granted, I don't know how well like culture would have remembered, you know, the lobotomization of all the singers, but like <laughs> people generally are like, there's a war going on. This is not great, right? And then all of your sweet angelic military are just like noping out of there like you don't have positive feelings to those people anymore you know i wonder if i don't i don't think the regular people would have known that the reason all of the singers were instantaneously mm -hmm. defeated was because of a swat team of of radiance. absolutely they have no yeah. idea i don't i don't okay. know how much the radiance would even know necessarily like some did some obviously word did. got around but uh, they they talked about it they talk like some some random radiant in the archives knew about the plan. Well, that could have been mm -hmm. one of the scholars who was yeah. designing it and stuff. Like clearly, that person doing that was in the know uh, about the plan, right? Like I don't yeah. think they knew all the details of that plan. Like ah, yes, we're going to bring Malishi and we're going to go to Vinerishram. Like that that wasn't, you know, the plan. Gen would a generic Windrunner know all those details? I don't think so, but. Yeah, the common folk have no idea about mm -hmm. why that occurred. They're just like, the war is over, uh, our knights gave up, and now everyone's dying mm -hmm. in these fights for these. Uh, and my family got slaughtered by an idiot with a shard blade because the knights did this. Screw you, knights. I hate you. Like, that's super easy yeah. for any random person to believe. Uh and just the idea of betraying oaths, mm -hmm. like the Spren would think it's a betrayal mm -hmm. as well. Like, yeah. so it, it's not at all surprising to me that it's considered a betrayal Ju by Borans. There, there could be similar things for Western nations. I am mm -hmm. really curious about like what Western nations think about the yeah. Recreants. That's super yep. interesting. Yeah. And yet without that betrayal, Voranism probably never would have happened. Let's talk about some other events. You mentioned the Shin invasion, Grace. Tell us about the Shin invasion. So invasions. Everything we know Plural. about it. Plural. Yeah. So the, tell us everything we know. At some point, the Shin tried to take over Roshar, and it seems like they got pretty far, at least at one point, because the Shoebreath Sun Mashalan was compared to the Sunmaker and the Hierocracy in terms of how much he managed to conquer, and they both conquered, like, half of Roshar. More. Sunmaker got to Azir. Yeah, so, so presumably they were fairly successful, and they used horses and cavalry, which is part of what made them so powerful. Oh, that's that's right. all we know about it. Blows my mind. Isn't that awesome? I can't possibly imagine 
to Shin without supernatural assistance doing that. Well, remember, we're getting the Shin post that. Mm -hmm. Like, they could have had a lot better weapons and stuff I, and I, It just doesn't seem like there are enough of them. Like, they're, they're not a big kingdom. We're assuming this no. definitely happened after the Recreants, right? Because it had no. to be... I don't think regular people know... Well, I mean, regular people probably don't know about the Shin invasions, but... Uh... One of the two times it was mentioned, it was in the context of the Sun, uh, the Sunmaker and the Hierocracy. So I always kind of figured it was around that same time, probably. It's in the history books. Pre-Recreance yeah. is not really in the history yeah. books. Yep, I 100% I think it's post-Recreance. Yeah. Because uh, um, The Way of Kings is one of the oldest, if not the oldest text known to, have. to people. I think the reason why we see Shin being more peaceful now is a reaction against the invasion and just be like, hey, let's not do that again. So, like, yep, yep. We're, we're kind of getting a biased thing. Also, like, you do realize when you're having an invasion, you can conscript people. It's not that hard to, like, have a bunch of people and then have elite groups of horse riders being your badasses. Like, you can conscript a bunch of infantry that suck. That's really easy to do. That's super common. It, it seems really difficult to me. Eh. I don't know. When they literally don't have any horses and you suddenly have a huge strategic advantage, you can just uh, defeat. All you need is a few really good victories and people are like, yeah, this is like really tough. You, you Like you fight uh, Azir and if you win in Azir, then you're like golden for a lot, right? I don't know. I don't think it's Maybe. as hard as you're thinking. You don't need... I mean, Shinovar is not small, remember? like it's... It is It is about the size of Azir, which is, you know, yeah, it's, it's but respectable like... size, but it's no Yakoved, it's no Alethkar. Yeah, but... But they're I, not I don't know. fighting Yakoved and Alethkar at that point. They're fighting yeah. the other Western countries. I, I definitely know. think I definitely think the invasions probably extended to perhaps Iriali and then like Mak the Makabaki region. I don't imagine that they got into Yakovet no. that far. Yeah, right. I think it'd probably stop at like Tubila, maybe, and like get in those in that mountain range that's near like where the valley is, right? I think we would just see more like influence of that on their culture if if it if they actually like took over parts of. Well, I, I don't think that needs to be true. Like, ha you can have a conqueror for one generation, and when they die, then that... They've caused horrible things to happen, but it's not going to have as lasting of a cultural influence as, wow, that person did some terrible crap. Sure. Right? Uh, were there multiple Shin invasions, Grace? They're mentioned of plural, right? It does say plural in the text. It's it's only there's it's only mentioned two times. One of them has an S, and one of them doesn't. <laughs> Great, thanks. So, I'm assuming um, that like, it's just like kind of arbitrary. Like the Shin like came off on the other side of their mountains, and they started invading. So it's like, was it all like one giant invasion, or was it like we invaded here and then we invaded here, two of them? Uh, yeah, could could be like different historical definitions, or it could be things like. You know, at the time, it's like, ah, this is the first Bye, war. This is, 
the shadow days. The Shin brought the shadow days back. <laughs> um, the Shin are invading Grace's classroom. <laughs> there we go. How, how's the cavalry forces uh, there? Uh, I mean, you are a heathen Voren person with, with your with your gloves. There is a hundred percent joke about the girl who looked up and and bringing the light and, and grace. <laughs> and I I will find it. I yes. I'm not wearing a red scarf. Oh, well, it was a long time ago. The stories change. I guess the stories changed. <laughs> got a little bit of red going on here. Yeah, maybe I am the girl who looked up. Gender swapped <laughs> Rashari <laughs> mythology. <laughs> um, oh dear. Um, I totally forgot what we were saying. We were talking um, about the Shin invasions. I think we. Uh, is there anything else to say on that? Um, I I think they are trivially explained with. Well, is it they? Is it a single invasion where they're invading out, or is it multiple mm-hmm. invasions where they're invading into multiple countries? Like oh. Like, yeah. Sorry, That's I, not a... what I was going to go with is, like, it could be, like, at the time, it's like, oh, this is the first Punic War, and then this is the second Punic War. Yeah. And, you like, at the time, maybe people were like, this is the first one, this is the second one. But in retrospect, it's all like, it's that time the Shin came out and, and made a bunch <laughs> of crap. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's like, what I think of it. Uh, so yeah. maybe, like, when you dig into it, it's like, ah, the multiple invasions. That said, I, we're not really not being specific yeah. anyway. So, I I heard a theory before that Shubreth Sun Mashalin was a previous name of Ishar. I'm not sure how I feel about that. I mean, oh, there yeah. is something to be said that heralds are not like not doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, probably. unless they are. Well, I mean, yeah, but like Ishar is. I am Tezim, God Priest. Like, but they're getting worse. So they are yeah. getting worse. But like, I don't think they're just on the pure like sipping martinis and just like not doing anything. They, presumably, they are doing something. And I mean, Jezrian might have done that at once. I, I think Jezrian was getting smashed for four and, <laughs> he, and a half he, Look, he has had at least a multiple, a non-zero amount of millennia of drinking a lot. You guys got a problem. <laughs> had a problem. I had a problem. <laughs> had past tense. Look, in that in that gemstone, Evgeny, his spiritual ideal is still a drunk. <laughs> it's in there. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Uh Iriali migration. Uh when do we think that occurred? Beats me. Great. Heraldic epochs. Heraldic epoxy, yeah, I, I mean. Don't know it more. It's like a terrible time to come to Roshar. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> like, of I mean, all the planets we could migrate to, let's pick the one that's getting ravaged by desolations back to the Stone Age every couple hundred years. Yeah, didn't Max, Brandon say for most of history you would not want to go, go visit Roshar as a tourist? I'm like, yeah, you really wouldn't. I mean, if you're already in the Rosharan system, you've got Ashen. Roshar Braze. Wow, you are really stuck. <laughs> After the Ashen is destroyed, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. But we're thinking post the first one, right? Yeah. But, yeah. And I mean, they could have come during one of those few hundred years of peace. Yeah. Not really realized. I don't know. I, I guess I just tend to think they came after it all. Also, how? But Eerie was one of the come? Silver Kingdoms, though. Yeah, but... They call I mean, themselves Iriali. 
but they can adapt that name, right? It's yeah. it's possible, but I I I think it's more likely that they just that they were there before. They came during the shadow days. How's that? Like, there's there's this weird thing in Rasharan history about like people's hair color and like all these weird physical traits that like don't make biological sense, like with how hair colors and genetics would work, right? I I well, for humans, for humans, there are animals where like cats, for example, their fur work works exactly like like Rasharan hair. Okay, okay, cool. Um, but like, I don't know. I think the Ariali would need to be around for a while for their genetics to mix. Yeah, because like, the, I, why, I always considered they... like the Ariali. They have the pure gold hair. The Rearins are kind of like some yeah. mixing of the Ariali with another group. Are right? they? So they don't have golden hair. I I think they're just like straight up blonde. Yeah, they're just blonde. Look, this this stuff in the ancient past. I don't know why this is in my brain, but like I thought at one point Brandon said that that, that stuff's important, that the secret to the future is in the past with that stuff. With like these these hair colors and this weird crap. Something's important there. Maybe. Maybe I'm making that up though. I, I don't know. I, to me it just makes sense to me that they would come like after the last desolation but before the recreant. So they had time to like get in and establish themselves and be like, "Oh yeah, we're the Iriot, like we're part of this kingdom." Yeah. And spread around and like establish that region. Yeah. I don't remember seeing a Iriali in the visions, which doesn't say much. No. no. But wouldn't you see some Iriali at Feverstone Keep? The Rearins. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I think they I mean, came later. Maybe. Wait, that's the are. false desolation, though. So that's even. That's the false desolation, yeah. But also. Know. They can't have come were... that late. I mean, no. they were all armored and stuff. And so, like, especially if a lot of the soldiers are men and they have short hair and they have helms, like, what are you going to see? Skin yeah, tone. If... Well, hmm. but they're but... in armor. It's a good point. You don't, you don't want your, your flowing locks. Just flowing behind you on the battlefield. Yeah. Okay, well, good talk on the Iriali yeah. migration. It could literally be from <laughs> after Ashen to Recreants. It's like, great, we really narrowed that down there. I know. The, it happened, most of the duration humanity was there. It happened during the Shadow Days. I, I'd go for that. Well, I mean, Shadow Days is basically a catch-all term in Roshar for we don't right, know yeah, when yeah, this yeah. happens. So it happened during the Shadow Days. Um, right. Do we right. think there's anything in their origin story? Rashar um, being the fourth land, the first land yeah. presumably being Yolan. Presumably. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Theory, the Rasharans came over from Ashen and they were very happy in Shinovar. And then the Iriali just showed up one day yeah, and no, the singers were are... like, what are the humans doing out here? We don't, you're not inside your space. <laughs> And that's how the first desolation started. Wow. <laughs> Dang. It was all the Ariali's fault all along. Right. The Ariali are so weird. Yeah. So bizarre. Uh, um, Wire on on Discord has a theory that they are half dragonkin or half dragons because of the metallic hair. 
we we have the one other event that we haven't talked about is the scouring. That's a big event mm-hmm. that occurred. And can I point out the scouring of Amia is the fourth attempted genocide we've talked about in this episode. <laughs> Welcome to Roshar. Welcome to Roshar. You know, Welcome to the genocide cast. We've got the false desolation. We got the recreants uh-huh. with the spren. We got um, the Sunmaker killing all of the Azish people. And now we've got the Scouring of Amia. Hmm. And, yeah, it, even weirder is like, are Amians native to Roshar? And if not, when did they show up? Before um, we saw them in the last desolation, right? Yeah. There was lots of different colors of blood there. there uh, wasn't there also were... a smoking pile of Kremlings? Yeah. Oh, right, 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 right. You're right, yeah. you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. So, uh, Skyward Release Party, uh-huh. Old Man 36 asks, did the Yereali have inhuman ancestry at some point in the past? Uh, to which Brandon says, depends on your definition of human, most would say yes. I'm down with a dragonkin. Uh, yeah, so dragons theory. shape-shifting into humans and then getting it on. Mm-hmm. I, I that's that's a perfectly reasonable thing. Yeah, no, I am very much behind that theory. Yeah. I'm down. You know, if there are if there are singer human hybrids, there are probably dragon human hybrids somewhere out there. Sure. I mean Can't wait the... for the Shodell human hybrids and stuff. We've we've talked about in the past Ooh. how the human's supernatural sci fi ability is to be able to reproduce with anything, so <laughs> Well, no, that's because Aiden Nalcium made them so they could. Sure. I mean, it's <laughs> still similar their, their thing. Do we want to talk about the Horn Eaters and Herdazians? Ooh, so at some point, the humans... Huh? Don't. At some point, the humans and the singers... At one point, a human and a sing- singer loved each other very much. Very much. <laughs> I mean, I imagine some of the, some of the singer mean, forms are... Or can be quite attractive. Her carapace is so hard. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, wow. This uh, video is it, now not safe for work. It's gonna I mean, be those ones like, that you no, have to click. Like, yes, I agree. I'm 18 and older. <laughs> I thought we decided not to have the not safe for work discussion that we. I don't even um, remember. Look, mate form, okay? Mate form, mate yeah. Form. It's designed to mate. It couldn't have just been Literally. like one pair though, because you have to like you have to have like a viable population of like people yeah, yeah. to like make that a distinct race. So yeah. it almost feels like some like singer like a whole like group of them like ran off together and were like this like Romeo and Juliet thing. I, I could know. no, I could I could see like villages or like hundreds of people or thousands of people just going, Hey, I don't wanna I don't wanna do this war thing. We're gonna go and live on top of these mountains. Because yeah. there is like nice and warm uh, uh, lakes of yeah. warm up there. Weren't the Herdazians also a human singer hybrid and the Natans? Weren't yeah. the Herdazian uh, human horn eater hybrids? Wait, say that again? Because the Herdazians have the weird nails. nails. I think, yeah. yeah, I think Herdazians are also a human singer. Yeah, but the... so they 100 percent have singer blood in them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I just don't know if it's we'll just go singer. with singer ancestry. How about yeah. that? Sure. Sure. Um, what was the thing with the Natans? They have. I don't know if we know. Do we? Their queen I slept think... with the moon. Well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
What was their physical feature? I, I'm. They've got blue. They've got bluish skin, which kind of says Amian. They're on oh, the wrong side. Oh, that, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're they on the wrong side of the continent channels. for that. I don't know how they like. Look, they had instantaneous <laughs> Oathgate transportation, and mm. someone was like, "Hey, blue skin, I'm in. I I will get it on." Um. No, but they, they also have weird shadows. Oh, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah. So but Brandon says not, not in the way you think. Great, thanks, Brandon. <laughs> um, that was very helpful. Um, oh, if you want more info on the scouring of Amia, we did an Amia episode uh, where we talked a lot about that, and we made absolutely no progress there either. Uh, but go listen to that. We it talks about our. The meme about the undersea caverns in Amia. Everything's in the undersea caverns of Amia. And um, I think the Shin invasions were touched in the weird things that we don't know much about uh, episode. I don't know. I don't remember. Literally, like, I posted a podcast yesterday, and Lady Lameness is like, it, she she found a joke really funny. I'm like, who said that? And she's like, you did, Eric. I'm like, wait, what? I recorded it edited it did not remember what i said literally the day before like just no recollection uh, look if it's not in the title i don't know what happened at the episodes overlord jeebus our our resident brit is notorious yes. for recording an episode and then listening to it and laughing at his own jokes i mean i do laugh at my own jokes but well I but just he laughs because he forgot he said them i i've definitely done that listening to this show and and I've done it where I listen to one of the old episodes and someone's talking and then I have a thought that I want to say, but then on air, I already, I, I said it just after I thought it. It's perfect. No, I, I do that all the time. <laughs> yeah. But there's one other event on Roshar that we need to talk about, guys. The Lurnip Famine of Evil. <laughs> Not the really. fifth genocide. The fifth genocide. <laughs> the genocide of the Lurnips. Uh, apparently, before the '80s war with Takar and Emil, there was a learnup famine. Okay, great. That's it. <laughs> Good talk, guys. We, now you it know. Is, we, it is yet to find out if the learnip is related in any way to the kernip. <laughs> I'm gonna go with yes. Due to if that you need a question to ask Brandon, don't Please. ask that one. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, guys. Well, oh, and then there was all this stuff that happened in the books, but we don't need to recount that now. This is history. Hopefully you read that part. Uh... <laughs> if not, The Way of Kings is a great book. And Jesus. what are you doing here? Grace, you know what time it is? It is, is it almost time? time for us to have children on the show. What? No. no. Well, no. What? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Abort! No, the babies are still sleeping. You're good. Oh, so, oh, oh, oh. I was like, what are you talking about? It's, no, it's time for Who's That Cosmere Character? This character is from Roshar. Menace. Tian. Tom. Braze. Void in drag on a horse. It's time for Who's That Cosmere Character? Call. All right, Grace, what horrible things will you have us do today? All right, so, I mean, we just have the traditional who's the Cosmere character, which means that the 
listeners, send an email to who's that cosmere character at gmail.com with five clues. Did I read each clue aloud? And our contestants have a chance to guess after each clue. This first one was sent in by Sunbringer. Ooh, not to be confused with the Sunmaker. If if the Sunbringer could show up to Chicago real quick, I would love that. I don't know. It looks like you're in a freaking perpendicularity right now. It looks I am. like the sun's very active right now. That is because there's so much snow and there's so much reflection going on. Look, that means sunlight got there eventually. Ooh, snow. Yeah. All right. All right, here's Grace. The first clue is, this character has traveled a lot. Hoid. No. <laughs> Vasher. Not Vasher. Odium. Um, not not this one, but the other one. Um, Axes. It is not Axes. Clue two. This character makes people very confused. I mean, so far, all three of us had valid guesses. I'm going to go with Cultivation. <laughs> it is not Cultivation. Vstim. What was that? Vstim. No, it is not. I was just pronouncing Thalen names stupidly. Like, like I imagine a Thalen would. I still need to talk to Brandon about how they... Like, whether, whether the missing vowels mean they don't pronounce those vowels, or that there are just no vowels there and they, they smush the, no the sounds together. Vistim. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with lift. It is lift. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Clue three was this character has an interesting sense of morality. Yeah, Clue okay. four, this character's very existence annoys someone very powerful. <laughs> And clue five, this character is female. This character lifts. Yeah. That's good. I like that one. That was good. Not okay. not Evgeny's clue. That was that was dumb, but <laughs> this one was sent in by Aris. Clue good. one. This character can use investiture. Raino. It is not Raino. Dalinar. It is not Dalinar. Am I allowed to go to the copper mind and look at what uh, Aremis edited? No, on the you're mind not. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what happened last time. Um, that is against the rules. Pouty face. Um. You know what? I'm gonna go with Sureblood. It is not Shadium technically use have a spren bond to Technically. Yeah. So you know what? This character belongs to another. Maya? It is not Maya. Do Spren use investiture? Do they belong to Gallant? It is yeah, not was... Gallant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? That's what I was kind of thinking. Shalon? It is not Shalon. Who does Shalon belong to? That's I was going to go with me. a love triangle joke there, you know? Just oh. who, whichever pairing you like most. <laughs> Clue three. This character can fly. Well, I was going to guess Nightblood, but now I can't. 
Aishi. It is what? not Aishi. Cocurly? It is Coke. It is Cocurly. It's okay. Cocurly? I literally have no idea what you Six just of said. Six of the dust, Eric. Six of the dust gets an AVR. What, what, Josh, what Josh said. It's an Aeon. It's an Aeon. Aishi. Aishi. Uh, thank you. Sorry. What? It's Ash. It's the Sion. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> not stupid. Clue three? Stupid. Clue Do you three. really say Ash? No, I say Ashe. <laughs> Wait, clue, clue four was this character's <laughs> abilities would be the same no matter what world he's on. And clue five, this character would be considered a chicken. Mm. This character is a burb. Is a burb. <laughs> nice. No. Hannah pronunciation Good clues. stupid. Sorry. Good thing I didn't invite you to on the pronunciation podcast. Yeah. It was good. I'm I'm really glad it ended up being Kukerly because I don't remember the name of the other one. <laughs> yeah, I, I would not know what Sa the other Sax? one Sax? Ooh, Sax? Yeah, there Wait, you go. S-A-K. Sax. Sax is going to go to the Horn Eater Peaks and go have Sax. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> All right, guys. Fallsound70chart.com. We got news, games, fun, theories, and more fun. All the Beans. fun that you could ever want is on 70 chartcom So much fun. Falls, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, YouTube. Uh, like, comment, and subscribe. <laughs> and leave us a review on iTunes, and we'll see you guys next time. Something, something, notification bell. Ding. Bye. <laughs> Call.